Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast, your place for all things health, wellness, self-care, and real talk. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, health coach, actor, and badass extraordinaire. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought with some serious real talk to help you find your passion, speak your truth, and get you one step closer to living your fuck yes life. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, 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 you guys. Welcome to episode 19 of the pod. I hope you all had a wonderful, relaxing, fun, hopefully not too sweaty Memorial Day weekend for all you babes in the U.S. Um, And for the rest of you that you're having a great week so far, um, I know that this past weekend in Chicago has been the craziest, hottest weekend for so long that we've had in May. And literally all all I want to do is spend time in the AC. Um, So I hope that you guys had the opportunity to get out side and actually enjoy some semi-decent non-sweaty weather. Um, but heading into this weekend, um, I am going on a little trip and I wanted to send a couple uh, announcements and updates before we get into the goods. But I want to get to this episode really quickly because it's a big one, you guys, for me, um, for my own personal journey. And I know a lot of you guys have been wanting to hear where I'm at with um, with my with my BRCA status and, and my a very uh, intense journey the past um the past few months. For those of you who missed the memoir or are just new to the podcast, um, if you go back to episode six, you will hear all about this part of my story, but you also hear about it a lot on the podcast episode today um, because we're diving in deep. But before we get there, um, I wanted to do a shout out for all of you guys who are new on the pod. Every time you guys shout uh, the podcast out at Live Your Fuck Yes Life on Instagram or do a review on iTunes, I shout one of you guys out just as a thank you for, for p- paying this forward and sharing the message. Um, and today's shout out goes to Rebecca Lucy um, on Instagram. And she shouted out episode 12 with Angie Lee, which is one of my faves, you guys. It's such a great episode. And um, she specifically shouted out um, one of the quotes from the episode, which I love so much. And she was all about the you have to act as that woman today to get there in the future, which is so real. And (laughs) she gave a giant yes to that. So thank you for shouting out, girlfriend. And I'm so glad the episode resonated. Now for the announcements. So a couple of things. Um, First of all, you guys, um, I I talk about this in the episode a little bit, but um, I have been getting involved with um, the organization that Paige, who is um, one of the co-founders of and who I'm interviewing on the podcast today, um, that she has started. It's a nonprofit called The Breasties, and um, I'm really, really, really excited to be partnering with them and um, one of the other um, fellow pre-vivors. who lives in Chicago to be hosting a wellness event. So for all of you guys who are in the Chicago area and um, have been affected by the BRCA gene or by breast or ovarian cancer um, or are a a caregiver for someone with breast or ovarian cancer, this is a space for you to come and just really show up and have community and support and move your body in ways that will feel really, really wonderful. So that event is going to be – all the information is linked in the show notes – Um, of today's episode. But it is going to be on June 10th. Um, It starts at 10 a.m. at my favorite yoga studio in the city, Zen Yoga Garage. Um, But all of the deets are in the Eventbrite link. It is completely free. Um, So please, please, please RSVP in there if you are a part of that community and live in Chicago or if you know anybody um, who is, pass on the memo. We really want to bring as many women who are impacted by by this disease um, together because it is really, really all about building community, you guys. And And that's something that we talk about so much in today's episode. Um, And the second announcement is a personal one and um, one that I have shared a little bit about on my Instagram and I talk about in today's episode as well. But um, a lot of you guys have been asking me where I'm at with my journey and um, I wanted just to expand upon it a little bit more. So as you guys know, Earlier this year and early February, I found out that I had the BRCA1 gene mutation, which means that I am at a significantly higher risk than the average population of developing a breast or ovarian cancer over my lifetime um, by about 87% for breast cancer. Um, and that number is really terrifying. And 
when you find out about this, um, you realize that there are a lot of paths that you can take and you have decisions to make. And there are multiple paths and all are really, really powerful. And there's no right choice. Um, but when it came down to it, I knew as soon as I found out, I knew um, what my path was going to be. And even while I was going through the testing process and, and didn't actually know um, what was happening um, or what my, um, whether I was going to be positive or not, um, I knew that if it came back, I was going to go through with a preventative double mastectomy. Um, it's just my gut. You guys know my gut is my compass and that's just how I operate in life. And for me, um, it was really the idea of going in to get screenings and, 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 and do all that while is a totally valid option and, and is the right choice for so many women. And if you are even not um, positive for this gene, um, I, I highly advocate if you have not been getting screening or doing self exams or talking to your doctor about what that looks like, um, please, please, please start implementing that in your day to day because it is so important. And this is something that is so is so easily caught and and prevented if if we do our due diligence as women. So pass this message on and share this episode. But you guys, I just knew that for me, um, I just knew that I would be constantly waiting for cancer. And um, after many discussions with with my husband Kev and and um, and really just looking inside of myself, um, it was it, I I reaffirmed that it was the right choice, and I officially have set a date, and December third of this year I will be um, I will be getting a preventative double mastectomy. Um, so that I can really reduce the risk of you know up to like ninety nine percent of not getting uh, breast cancer for the rest of my life. And um, it's scary. It's uh, empowering. It's a whole hell of a lot of things. Um, And I will be sure to be keeping you guys updated via the blog and and also the podcast. Um, But I just wanted to to let you guys know, and and I just feel like this episode is coming out at such an important time because um, on my personal journey um, and, and Paige, who you are about to learn all about and get to know, um, has been a huge, huge, huge part of, of my journey. Um, because as women in our twenties and you guys know, if you've listened to episode six, um, it's really tough, um, to, to feel like there is a support and, um, a community, um, who are of, of women who are going through something similar because it's, it's really, really rare, um, to know this early on in your life. But it turns out there are a lot of women just like me, and for all of you guys who are going through something, um, it doesn't have to be this, obviously, but for any of you who are going through something, whether it's anxiety or infertility or, um, you know, stress with your, with your workouts or, 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 you know, dealing with negative self, self image or, um, or binging anything, there is a community out there for you. And if there's anything I've learned, um, over the past few years of my life, it's that if you look for it and you search for it, whether it's on Instagram or wherever, you will find a space and a, a support squad um, of people who are, are going through exactly what you're going through and who, you know, you can, you can sh- share, share and shine with. And that's why, you know, I, I created this community in the first place and we, why we have our Facebook community um, for any of you guys who are resonating or going through quarter life crises or, or struggling in any of these areas like this, like, let this be your space where you just really allow yourself to show up and shine and, um, and foster, um, foster a community and, and foster support. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's the big updates. And, and going into this episode, I just really, really empower you guys to, um, to, to listen to Paige's story and you guys, it's, it's basically like, we're just like, we're old friends having a conversation. It's a really fun episode. And so I really hope you enjoy. So Paige, for those of you who do not know Paige more, um, or Paige Previver is, is how most of you guys might know her if you know her on Instagram. Um, she is a three-time Emmy award winning producer who describes herself as everybody's new breast friend. In 2017, Paige had a preventative double mastectomy after discovering she carried the BRCA1 genetic mutation. After feeling alone during her entire decision-making process, Paige decided to start sharing her story on Instagram to give other women the hope that they too could become warriors, not warriors. And after building a community online, Paige decided to start putting together free events for women who have been affected by cancer, and that's when the Breasties was born. 
The Breasties is a 501c3 organization, a nonprofit that puts together free events and free weekend wellness retreats for young women who have been affected by cancer. Her, along with the three other co-founders of The Breasties, are helping women move mountains around the world. And today we talk all about her story, how she found out she had the BRCA1 mutation and, and her journey since that, that moment. She's a lot further along in her journey than I am. Um, and also we talk about the power of social media, finding your community, um, things that you may not know about this gene, and also just in general um, going about making a really difficult decision and how that can really impact um, your life, your identity, your relationships, all these things. Um, and we dive a lot into what it looks like to show up as your authentic self. Um, and I really think you guys are going to get a lot from this episode. So without further ado, here we go. Just like having you be on Instagram and just be like, oh, okay, cool. Somebody that's my age. <laughs> gets it. Gets totally it. gets it. Gets what we're going through. Yeah. Totally. Which it's I life-changing. To- it's so life-changing. So I just, yeah, I appreciate you so hardcore for sharing your shit and just being so vulnerable. Can I tell you, it's so funny. Are we recording right now, by the way? Whatevs. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, I'm a producer, so I can't stop that. You know, I'm like constantly like, okay, like, you know, how's everything going over here? Yeah. I'm learning how to shut that voice off. But um, what's it called? Yeah, no, it's so funny. So many of my friends and my boyfriend and my family still are like in shock that I'm so open on social mm. media because with them, I've always been open. And I'm in general, once you know me, I'm a like no secrets, you know, yep. here's who I am. But with other people and like not people in my immediate tribe, I'm a very private person. Mm. And so to put myself out there the way that I did um, really surprises so many people to this day. And I honestly hate to be in front of the camera. Um, mm. I'm definitely more comfortable as a producer uh, yeah. behind the scenes. So learning how to find your voice and be more comfortable and honest, all while being incredibly vulnerable about shit that's happening in real time yeah. um, has been quite the whirlwind, yeah. let me tell you. Yeah, I feel like I, I resonate with that so hardcore because... <clears throat> because I like feel like I, I went through this process and so much of what I've, because I've been sharing online for almost four years and, you know, being an influencer like in that space, that's just like what you do. And so, but so much of it has been about stuff that I've been through, you know, and I'm on the other side of it. Um, and, and now this is the first time that I have started publicly talking about something that I'm going through in real time. And it's a very different experience. I, I just find that so interesting. So, so Okay, so obviously, I want I, I want everyone to hear more about your story because obviously, you guys, Paige, for, for for all of you who do not know Paige, Paige has made, I would say, arguably in the last like four months of my life, the biggest impact on my yeah. personal life, um, and just like the community that she has created and founded. It's so funny because the second that I found out that I was BRCA positive. I immediately went to, okay, I need to do something about this because within 24 hours of me finding out, I was searching online for for a space to be able to talk about this and shed some light with other women who are going through it. And so many of the communities I was finding on Facebook or or I really was on Facebook that I was looking, were filled with so many incredible women, but so many of them were at very different stages of their life. They were a lot older. They had already had kids. And here I am at 27 being like, okay, but I can't relate to that. I can't relate to you. I, you know, like, I don't know where I even like what the kid situation is going to look like in my life. And yes, I'm married, but like, there's so much going on that a 27 year old would never, you know, think to have to deal with. And and I know that that's something that has really been a big part of your own journey too. And you guys, Paige, like her being so open about this experience is the reason that I am talking to you guys about it today. So I just have to say wow. thank you. Like I ad- just adore you so much. And I think what you're doing is so, so vital. And it's so funny because I was like, okay, I'm going to start a foundation. I'm going to start a movement. And then I found you and I was like, she already did it. <laughs> so I'm going to like get on board with what she's doing. Cause I just think it's so incredible. And I just think that your story is so powerful. And I really just wanted to bring you on mostly because I adore you. And I think that the world mm-hmm. needs to know about the breasties. It's changed my life. And also, cause I think having a, an open conversation about this is so important and it's become like a mission in my own personal life. So 
for those who are listening who do not know your story, I would just love for you to share a little bit about kind of what your journey has been like and and where you're at in it now, um, because it's it is there's a lot of transitions as we go through this process. So there's a lot, yeah. So I mean, I felt exactly like you did um, when I found out. You know, I'll just start from the beginning, um, and I'll go as quick as possible because there's a lot. Yeah. So basically, um, hey guys, I'm Paige. Thank you so much for having me. Um, you are so sweet. I had no idea that I made such an impact on you. So that makes my heart so happy. I'm like, yay, like, because I get it. I was there and I was that girl who felt so alone and lost in this. And I was so desperately grasping for anyone who could look at me and be like, girl, I got you. Like, Mm -hmm. this is what's going to help you. This is what you need to do. And it just didn't exist. So let's backtrack. When I was 22 years old, I had just graduated college. Um, I went to UT for any Longhorn fans out there. Let's go hook them, baby. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I just graduated from college. I moved to New York City. I had just landed my dream job at Good Morning America. And um, that was really the only thing I cared about was, you know, rising up the ladder. And and, um, at the same time, my dad was getting tested for the BRCA gene because every woman on my dad's side of the family has passed away from either breast or ovarian cancer. It has cursed all of the women on my dad's side of the family. And my mom, who's the total shero of this story, was like, hey, something's not right here. Mm. Something's going on. Let's look into this. And she's so smart and so good at researching things. And so she's like, Hey, there's this thing called the BRCA gene. We should get tested. You know, your family should get tested for it. So my dad gets tested. He's positive. And it's like this total Oprah moment where it's like, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. It was like, Mm -hmm. you get tested, you get tested, you get tested. Mm. So I got tested. My sister got tested. We have another sister who's too young to get tested. So my middle sister is negative. I end up being positive. And I think for so many of us, we kind of have that gut feeling. Like I mm-hmm. knew I was going to be positive for yeah. this gene mutation. So anyway, I get tested. Um, I'm sitting outside of my boss's office and I get the call from my mom, my dad, and um, the doctor being like, Hey, do you have a sec? I'm like, well, not really. I'm working at GMA and I'm a little busy. And they're like, okay, well, this is important. So, you know, you might want to sit down yeah. and essentially over the phone, my doctors tell me that, um, I am positive for the BRCA1 genetic mutation. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know what the BRCA gene is, basically every single person in the world has a BRCA1, BRCA2 gene. They're your cancer fighting genes. So all day long, they're like fighting cancer, fighting cancer, like boom, boom, boom. Like don't come in, don't come near me. But for us who do have the BRCA1 genetic mutation or BRCA2 genetic mutation, basically that means our cancer fighting genes are broken or mutated. And so Mm -hmm. they're not fighting cancer the same way that, you know, Sally and Joe are fighting cancer. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Sally can have the gene mutation and so can Joe. Boys can have it, girls can have it, it doesn't matter. We're all, you know, equal. So anyway, long story short, I test positive. I don't do anything about it for about a year because I was busy and I was, you know, um, felt like I was indestructible, right? Like mm-hmm. nothing's got nothing's gonna get me down. But a year later, my mom's like, All right, we need to go talk to an oncologist, you know, let's start looking into this and what do you need to do to prevent getting breast and ovarian cancer? Mm -hmm. So we go to the oncologist and we sit down with her and she's like, okay, you know, just so you know, you have an 87% chance in your lifetime of getting breast cancer. 87% chance. I'm like, Oh my God, that is not an if that is a when 87%, like you don't mess around with that. So Anyway, she's like, basically, you have two options. Essentially, you can do intensive surveillance for the rest of your life, where you are constantly in and out of doctor's offices, getting MRIs and, you know, mammograms, um, and always worrying. Or once you're ready, you can have a preventative double mastectomy, completely, almost completely eradicating the chances of you getting breast cancer. I think it goes from 87% to like, 3%. 3%. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. Don't quote me on these numbers. <laughs> <laughs> no, those are the numbers but, that I've read too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you get the vibe mm-hmm. anyway. So I went home that day and I looked in the mirror and it was the first time I've ever had anxiety in my entire life. I could feel, I felt like the walls were caving in. I felt like my head was like throbbing and I really felt like the waves were crashing over me and I could not breathe because all I saw was cancer. I looked in the mirror. I didn't see breasts. I didn't see, you know, a 23 year old healthy woman anymore. I saw cancer, cancer, cancer. And it was the first time in my life that I felt like I wasn't invincible. Yeah. I was a total daredevil before this. I was like, oh. I'll go rock climbing. I'll jump off a cliff into the ocean. Like <laughs> you want to go skydiving? Let's go. Like I was an adventure junkie and this completely changed me. And I started being afraid of everything. 
I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I can't wear that shirt. It's too tight. I'm going to get cancer. Or, you know, this bathing suit is like hitting me in a certain way. Like, is that going to lead to cancer? And I was not that kind of crazy person before. It totally changed me. So I'm like, I knew I didn't want to live like that for the rest of my life. I did not want to be a worrier. I wanted to be a warrior. Mm. And so I went to my doctor and I'm like, all right, I know what I want to do. I'm having a preventative double mastectomy. And she was like, whoa, 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 no, you're not. Yeah. She's like, she's like, you know, you really need to think about this. This is a big decision. And I just knew I was ready. I think for so many of us, if you have, you know, this checklist of things that you have in your life, like for me, I had a great career. I had a steady job. I had an amazing boyfriend, um, great friends, my family, et cetera, et cetera. These things all lined up. And this was the one thing that really was creating stress and anxiety in my life. So, um, I kept fighting her and fighting her. And eventually she finally was like, okay, yes, you're ready. Mm. She really wanted me to like prove to her that I was ready because it's such a huge decision. You have to be sure. So anyway, I end up um, setting a date for 90 days from then and end up training for my double mastectomy. Literally was in the gym every single day. I made up my own like workout regime. I had 90 days. So essentially three months to get in the best shape of my life. And I did girl, I had a six pack. Like I looked so good. I wish I had that six pack still, um, but nothing motivates you to get off that couch and stop eating the bonbons, like knowing you have this surgery coming up um, yeah. because you're doing it for you and you're doing it to make your body strong and you're not trying to lose weight and get skinny. You're trying to make your body strong. And I think so many of us women really need to focus more on taking care of our bodies for mm-hmm. the right reasons versus those quick fix. Like, Hell oh, yeah. I have, you know, a dance coming up or, you know, a wedding and I want to be skinny. So I think getting healthy should really be our goal. And that was the first time in my life I really thought about my body in that way Mm. as like this tool um, that I needed to use to get healthy. Mm. So anyway, I go online just like you did, try to find anyone out there who felt empowered and strong by their decision to have this surgery. And it just wasn't out there. I mean, maybe it was, I could not find it. And I searched, I tried to find anyone who was positive. And everything I found was so negative and so mm-hmm. scary. And so I shut my computer and I was like, all right, you know, like if you don't feel represented, you can become the representation. And I told myself, I will become the representation of this power, like empowered, sexy, strong woman. And so, you know, for myself, I was not planning on sharing my story. Mm-hmm. Like I said, very private person had no intention of sharing my story. I didn't think I had a story to tell, but I did have a little sister who's 14 and I wanted her to have what I didn't have. God forbid if she is positive for the gene. So the whole story sharing aspect happened the night before my surgery, my boyfriend who is not social media savvy, he didn't have an Instagram or anything like that. um, Looked at me and he's like, you know, I just want, you know, I am so proud of you. You are so brave. I really want to do a nice Facebook post about you. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh my God you know, you've never done a Facebook post about me in my, like in our entire, yeah. <laughs> you know, year long relationship at this point. Um, I don't think he's ever done a Facebook post. And so I really wanted to honor that because I thought that was beautiful. And I think for mm-hmm. a 24 year old man to understand what I was going through and on top of that, want to share that mm-hmm. with others, I thought that was so powerful. So I said, okay, of course, but I need to kind of share my story first. I hadn't told anybody Mm. at this time. There was still this huge stigma around the BRCA mutation. People were like, don't tell anyone you won't get insurance. People Mm -hmm. will judge you. Um, And they made it seem like this total taboo topic as if I should be ashamed of my genetic makeup, Mm -hmm. Um, which is so fucked up and so weird and like crazy to me. So anyway, I was still scared and embarrassed of it. And so I didn't really tell anybody So the day of my surgery, I literally write this long, dramatic Facebook post being like, this is what I'm doing. And this is what I'm going through. And this is how I'm feeling. And I posted it literally a minute before I walked into my surgery. I posted it, handed my phone over and I was like, all right, let's do this and marched myself into surgery. Um, And so I went into surgery. I come out and my mom and dad and my family like, oh, my God, you're never going to believe the response that that post got. They're like, you have a thousand likes and hundreds of comments and all these Mm -hmm. women all over the world are reaching out being like, thank you, thank you, thank you for putting this out there. Mm -hmm. And so it went from me feeling like I wanted to 
kind of share my words and document my experience from my sister, Cami to feeling like I needed to do this for women all over the world. Yeah. And so I really, I didn't have any photos from before my surgery. I didn't have any photos really from in surgery. Um, but I just kind of grasped at what I did have and started posting on Instagram, um, started a new account because I just felt like, you know what, this is a lot of boob for a lot of people. (laughs) And like, I'm cool with the boob photos. And like, if you go back to my Instagram, like there are some photos that I'm like, Oh my God, like, how did I post that? Like to this day, I'm like, literally like hair is a disaster. Zit cream on like boob out for the world to see. It's nuts. But, um, it's what I needed to see. Mm. And it was so helpful for me. But, um, so I, you know, started posting and it just kind of went from there. And it started with, you know, an L article where L wrote this article saying, you have to see how this woman, you know, documented her double mastectomy to, um, you know, being on GMA and, you know, really putting myself out there in, in a way that I'd never done before. Yeah. And I'm, I would say for anyone who wants to share their story, I definitely recommend starting a new account just to be respectful to your current followers um, in the sense of, I mean, obviously your account's different. You share so much of you and yeah. that's totally different. Um, but for the everyday person who doesn't, you know, have a community that they've built already, I would definitely say, Hey guys, like I'm going through this and I want to document it. So if you want to follow, please follow along. And if not, Hey, I'm still over here, you know, posting photos of my dinner from last night, Yeah, you know, (laughs) (laughs) just because like I said, it's a lot of boob and like, they didn't sign up for that. So I want to be respectful of everybody and their feelings and let them kind of ease into this boob world versus Mm. just thrusting it upon them being like, boobs in your face yeah you know what I mean well because it is um, it is such a <laughs> like it's hello it's like all of a sudden my entire focus of my life has been for the past like four months like doctor's appointments and it's like boobs are out here we go it's like my whole year is like dedicated to the boobs <laughs> yeah it's yeah. a boob world and we're just living in it <laughs> like that's just the truth um and it's so crazy when you go through this everything is boobs. Like I cannot look outside without seeing boobs. I'm like, Oh, that light fixture looks like boobs. They're like, Mm. now there's boob cups and there's boob shirts. And like, I don't feel like there was this much boob stuff until like very recently. And now I'm like, yes, like I drink my coffee out of a boob mug. Like I have a boob bath mat Poor Justin. Like we just moved in together and there it's just the apartment. Boobs everywhere. It could be worse. I mean, I think as a guy, he's probably like, this is a dream come true. Like, (laughs) hell yeah. Um, But so anyway, as I was going through this, I was meeting so many women from all around the world. And I was spending hours every single day talking to women and connecting them with each other. So I'd be like, oh, you love fitness. You love fitness. You guys should hang out. Or you're in California. You're in California. You should hang out. And I was connecting all these women. And I was like, you know what? It would be so amazing if we could all get together in person. Mm. And so I posted on Instagram. I think I probably had a couple hundred followers at this point and was like, Hey, I will be at this bar at this time. Like meet me here if you can. And I truly was like, no one's going to come. Like yeah. who's going to come meet some stranger off Instagram. Right. Um, and sure enough, t- I think it was either 12 or 15 women came. And I was really shocked to see that there were this many women our age mm. living right around the corner from me who are going through the same thing. Because I think when you go through this, you feel like you're the only one in the world who could possibly be going through this. Yeah. And unfortunately, also fortunately, like good and bad, there's tens of thousands of us, you know, out there. So anyway, for the past year, I've been putting on free events um, in New York city. And then anytime I would travel. So when I was in California, when I was in Australia, um, Chicago, I would be putting on these free events for women. Very important to me that everything is free. I just feel like we pay for enough with our medical bills. You should not have to pay for support. Um, So anyway, started doing these free events. It's been amazing. I probably did about 30 or 40 in last year alone. And then, um, (laughs) which is so crazy. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, (laughs) It's a lot. Um, But then what happened was um, basically a couple of the girls in the community who had, you know, been around, um, we had put together this weekend wellness retreat. And we, it was like such a random on a whim. It's another long story, so I won't like get into it. But basically the four of us 
put together this weekend wellness retreat and it goes so well. And we get the entire thing donated, I think, except for like $500, which we paid out of pocket. But when you think about it, we took 20 women skiing and snowboarding Mm -hmm. and it was completely free for them. So $500 in the scheme of things, that's incredible for a weekend retreat. For sure. Um, And that's total, like overall. And so anyway, we looked at each other and we're like, oh my God, like this was so amazing. Um, If we're able to do this and we're not a nonprofit, imagine the change we could do if we were one. And so that really led us to, you know, filing for status and getting our 501c3 status, um, which is incredible. And so now the Brassie is an official nonprofit and we're able to do, you know, events and wellness retreats, you know, on a whole nother scale. So it's crazy, but I think you'll know for sure, you know, this, um, rocket changes your life. Breast cancer changes your life. Um, and I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy, but Mm. it has led me to meeting like you, some of the most incredible women in the world. And I'm forever grateful for these friendships. So everything has a silver lining for sure. And I think, I think what you guys are doing is so incredible and I'm just so grateful to be a part of it too. And, and you guys, for all of you in the Chicago area, I'm going to be hosting or co-hosting, um, a, a wellness event actually at a yoga studio in honor of the oh my God, I love So that's going to be so fun. So that's going to be June 10th. I'll put all the info for that in the show notes for all you breasties who are listening in the Chicago area. But yeah, I mean, I feel like your story is so relatable to me. Um, and to anyone who is listening, like, whether you are going through this yourself or maybe you are going through a struggle in your own personal life, I feel like you can relate to this fact that you feel so alone, right? And it's like you're going through it and you need a – like that. this is why community is so key. Like you need to surround yourself with people who understand or who are going to support you through the shit. And that was my mission with starting this podcast in the whole first place, which is so ironic because I started this podcast and it launched two days before I found out I was BRCA positive, literally. And I my whole wow. mission for this was like – I just want to create a safe space for women who are going through the quarter life crisis BS and be able to talk about it and bring on incredible women who are also navigating those things and share tools. And it's like, here we are. (laughs) And my first solo episode was me talking about being BRCA positive, which is the last thing I ever expected in the million years. And you're right. Like your entire world on a flip of the switch can completely shift. And so what I want to, what I want to hear from you is like, hearing that you had had BRCA, do you feel like it has changed your identity as a person and as a woman? Or do you feel like it's just part of who you are? I mean, in the spirit of the name of this podcast, fuck yes, this changed Mm -hmm. my identity as a woman and as a human being. Honestly, I think so many of us struggle to even though you like, I consider myself a good person. And I consider myself someone who has empathy and who can relate to people. However, um, I didn't understand things like anxiety Mm. or depression because I had never experienced them. And I think it's so important for us to all forgive ourselves for the things that we didn't know or understand before we were taught or experienced them. And Mm. I'm learning to let go of my guilt um, because, yes, I thought I was a good person, but I'm realizing now I'm a way better person and a better human being because of this diagnosis, because now I understand humans and our hearts and our souls in such a different way. Um, You know, it has led me to be so much more understanding. And when someone says they're scared or they're anxious or they're nervous, now I can understand it because before I was the kind of person that's like, get over it. You're fine. Mm. Like life is so perfect, you know? And I think I was so so consumed with living this perfect life, quote unquote, I wanted to be perfect. I never wanted anyone to know that I had insecures, that I had fears, Mm -hmm. that I had any abnormalities. And I think this kind of shook me in a way where I'm like, A, I'm not going to be ashamed of my DNA. Mm -hmm. I was born like this. Mm -hmm. Like, cue Lady Gaga born this way. (laughs) I'm not going to sing for you because I'm tone deaf. But truly, it's like... It's true. Like I was born this way. There's nothing I can fucking do about it. So I'm owning it. Mm. And I hope that other people can own it too. And it doesn't matter if you have five toes or if you're missing a limb or if you're struggling with a mental illness or you have BRCA or cancer, like this is your truth. Mm. Own your truth. Own who you are because 
exactly who you are is who you're meant to be. And the world Mm -hmm. needs you. There's a reason we're all here. Um, And that can be like in a huge grand way where you're going to change the world or you're going to be there supporting people who are changing the world. And both are so important, but we need you exactly as you are. Um, I think this really um, was made apparent to me when Justin and I, Justin's my boyfriend. He's amazing. Shout out. Love you. Um, (laughs) um, He is incredible, but we were talking about doing, IVF and test. Mm-hmm. You can actually test your babies for brotha. It's so and, incredible. Um, it's insane. So you can take the egg, take the sperm, put them together to make an embryo. Look at me. I'm all sciencey talking right I now, right? Um, <laughs> you can put them together and then you can test the baby or the embryos to see which are brotha, which are not. And you can remove the brotha ones and only insert the healthy or the unbrotha babies. And, um, I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. It ends here. It ends with me. This is it. I am mm. stopping this. Like cancer is not going to be in my family anymore. But I was telling Justin and I was so excited. And I'm sure you and your husband have had this talk, um, mm-hmm. you know, multiple times. It's yep. like the Brock thing. You just kind of have to have this you conversation. You have to have all the talks all of a sudden. You have it's to have like, let's, let's figure out our entire 10 years and go through all this shit like within the span of a month. Great. 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 Here we go. Yeah. Like let's let <laughs> things are getting serious. Um, but anyway, so I tell him and I'm like, yes, babe, like it ends with us. This is awesome. And he was so quiet and he looked at me and he's like, you know, that's amazing. And I think that's such a wonderful thing that people can do. He's like, but I don't know if we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what, what do you mean? Like, yes, we're doing that. He's like, no, he's like, because if your family had done that, you wouldn't be here. Mm. and they would have, you know, not inserted Paige. And if Paige wasn't in this world, it wouldn't be as good of a place. Um, and I don't know if that's necessarily true, but to him, you know, that's what he really believes and feels. And I like to believe that's true. And I think that is one of the most beautiful romantic things a someone could ever say to you. Yeah. But also it really shook me and it's like, okay, are we playing God here? Like we already prevented cancer, which is insane. But then, you know, choosing which baby we enter into us, I, where do you draw the line? And it's this total double-edged sword where you can do so much good, but also it's like, whoa, that's really crazy. Right. And I think it's such a personal thing too. And I, and that, this is also something you guys like both you've already been through your double mastectomy. Like you're on the other side of it. And if you guys, I haven't officially announced this on the podcast, but if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I have officially also announced that I am going to be on December 3rd of 20, what year are we? 2018. (laughs) Um, On December 3rd, I'm going to be getting my double mastectomy because I feel Yeah. I just like it, it was never a question. Like as soon as I found out, it was just like, okay, when are we making this happen? And I feel so strongly that this is my path. But the thing is, is that this is just two people's stories. And there are so many women out there who have this gene who make other choices and there's no right or wrong choice. There's only is for each person. And And whether you're going through this or something else in your life or dealing with, you know, infertility or whatever it is, you know, it's like, it's your choice and it's your decision. And I think it can get really, really overwhelming when you immediately go into, okay, well, she did this and she did this. So that's probably what I need to do. And so I know that like with the first month, I, while I definitely appreciated the support that I was finding from like you and other, other women in the breasties. I took a step back and I really got clear on what I wanted and I journaled and I talked to my husband and we, we came, you know, we came to a decision together and it was so great that we were on the same, same page because yes, it's my body, but it's our life too, you know, and this decision means a lot of things for me, you know, it's going to change the way that I, my body literally is. Um, it means going through a very intense surgery. It means coming on the other side of that and not knowing what that's going to look like. Um, and it also means, you know, I'm not going to be able to breastfeed if I want to have kids in the future. And it also means that we have to make decisions about that, that we were not in a place that we, you know, wanted to have those conversations or, or were ready to have those conversations. And yet we were thrust into that. And so I think just knowing that this is a safe environment to be able to really 
really, really show up and, and finding the support, whether it's your, your boyfriend like Justin or, or husband or, or parent or, or best friend or somebody on the, on Instagram that you can connect to, um, it's just so key, but also getting really clear on, on your, your own heart and knowing that. And I mean, Paige, you, you said like, it was your gut, you knew, right. So like, right. how was that journey of like finding out and then making the choice? Like, was it something that you felt like you really needed to, to do from the get go? Or was it like a, a stressful back and forth decision for you? Well, first of all, I want to say first, I think that what you just said is so important. It is such a personal choice and there is no right and there's no wrong. And I constantly tried to bring up this conversation on my Instagram saying, Hey, like for those of us who decided to do surveillance, like how's that going? And let's start this conversation Mm -hmm. because everyone's voice is important and everyone is going to go through this in a different way. So by no means am I sitting here saying everyone needs to get a double mastectomy. Like no fucking way. (laughs) Like, No way, because it's not the right choice for everybody. And it was right for me and it's right for you. Um, But until you feel like that, you won't be able to heal properly. And I don't mean physically, I mean emotionally, Mm. because this is a lot. Um, And it's a lot of feelings I wasn't honestly prepared for. I didn't have the tools to really get through it the right way. And so those are the tools I'm trying to help women Mm. have and use every single day. Um, So for me, I knew deep down in my gut that I had to do this. I am just that kind of person where I take life um, by the horns with everything I do. And so this, it was so funny. The other night, Justin and I are looking at each other and I was thinking about this huge decision I made. Even now I'm like, oh my God, did I really have a double mastectomy? That's crazy. And so we were talking about it and I was having one of those, oh my God moments. And I took a step back. I'm like, wow, this was such a me thing to do. Mm. Like this was just such my personality to have this done. And he's like, oh yeah. He's like, (laughs) everything you've done with this is like such a page thing. So anyway, if it doesn't feel like a your thing, you know, think about it some more. Don't Mm -hmm. rush into it. Um, But for me, I did know I was so sure, but having my doctor tell me no, no, no. And kept pushing me away. Mm -hmm. It really made me second guess myself. So then I, you know, went to my mom and I'm like, mom, what do I do? And she had never been through this. She didn't have breast cancer. So she didn't know what to say. And she couldn't make me make this decision. So she was like, I support whatever you decide to do. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's great. Yeah. But hello, (laughs) can I get a yes or no? I know my mom mom was the same way. (laughs) Like the first time in my life, my mom's not like putting her two cents into something. I love you, mom. You're the best. But she loves to put her opinion into things as do I. So I'm like, really? You don't have an opinion for the biggest thing in my fucking life? I'm like, hello, can you help me out here? So anyway, it wasn't until I, okay, so I happened to be the producer for the breast cancer awareness um, segment that we would do for GMA every year. And so that year I was producing Christy Funk, which is Angelina Jolie's doctor. Mm. And so um, after her segment was over, I was like, hey, Christy, you know, she knew I was BRCA positive. I had told her the year before. And so this year when I was producing her, I was like, hey, do you want to grab brunch after? And she's like, of course. So we were sitting eating brunch and I felt so awkward, like bringing up my personal stuff to her because she's a doctor and I wanted to respect her and our friendship. Yeah, yeah. And I said, you know, hey, Christy, do you mind if I ask you a personal question about my BRCA mutation? She's like, no, oh my God, please, of course. And I said, Christy, I don't know what to do. I really feel strongly I'm ready to have this surgery. I know it in my heart, but no one is telling me that I'm making the right choice. And she looked at me and she said, Paige, you want to do everything you can to prevent getting cancer. You're ready. If you were my daughter, I would tell you to do this a hundred percent. And that was all I needed. And that was the push that I was like, "Woo! I knew I was making the right choice. And then I just needed someone to be like, do it, push me in that direction. Because there wasn't, you know, this Instagram account that I now have showing me what it was going to be looking like the good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful. And so I was so scared that it wasn't going to look like that. Yeah. But having her behind me and telling me, yes, this was the right choice made me feel so good and so confident. And I was like, okay, I can do this. And I never looked back. Yeah. I love that. And I think it's so interesting because I think I've had so many people talk, reach out to me and be like, you're so brave. This is such a courageous step, which hell yes. And thank you to all of you guys who, you know, and I know, I know we both feel this way. It's like all the people who reach out, it like means so much, but I also feel like, like there are days when I feel like nothing but 
like a mess about this. Like I break down. I just like literally I found the day I found out I sobbed in my shower for like I ran to my shower and sobbed for an hour because this is is a change. It's a huge shift. And it's you're you're dealing with so many aspects of your life and and you're you're going to these doctor's appointments, having them talk to you about like implant options and and all this stuff. It's very overwhelming. And there are days when I'm a mess and I just feel like it's so easy to see this as this like very like strong and bold. And I feel like we both are really similar humans. Like we're both just like badass, like let's do this women. But something that I know that I feel like so many women don't share. And I think it's so brave that you do is just like the shit. It's the stuff that we don't share. Right. It's really hard to talk about, but it's like, yeah, there are days when this is really tough. And I know that like, I'm just hitting the surface and we'll be experiencing a whirlwind of other stuff going into next year post my surgery. So can you share a little bit about some of those moments and like how you've been able to navigate that part of this journey for you? Well, I, you know, I do think you're brave and I think I'm brave. And for a long time, I was like, this isn't brave. I'm just doing what I have to do. Mm. And I felt the same way where I had these fears and I was scared and I felt like I was a mess. And it took me, you know, a year to realize that brave is not the lack of fear and yeah. brave is not having it together. Oh, yeah. um, I think as women, we are raised and sorry if you don't want to get into all this, but like, I am a very proud feminist at this point. Oh yeah. Um, that, that like, <laughs> I was not before this. I honestly was like, I'm not a feminist. And now I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm a fucking feminist. Are you, yeah. are you kidding? <laughs> um, so that's another change. But I think you're already there. But um, I think we're raised as women to be stoic and to not show emotion and to be strong and to always have it put like always be put together. And that's how, you know, you have to be quote unquote successful. Mm-hmm. And I think this taught me that that's a fucking load of shit and yeah. that being brave means looking fear in the eyes and saying, I am scared, but I'm going to do this anyway. Um, I think being brave is, you know, going through something that you are terrified of and doing it in your way. It's not brave to go about it how you're supposed to quote unquote, or how everybody else is being brave is doing it in your own beautiful, strong way. Mm -hmm. And if that looks like crying in the shower every night, then cry your heart out Mm -hmm. because crying makes you feel good and crying is important and being emotional is so powerful. Show your vulnerability, be your truest self. I honestly, this is what happened. I was so consumed with showing the world that this was sexy and beautiful and like empowering. And I was hiding my true, sad, scared feelings because I thought that that's what the world needed. Um, because that's what I needed was I didn't want to be scared. I didn't want to see scars and I didn't want to see blood. And I just wanted to see a strong, beautiful, sexy woman being like, I have no tits, but I feel good. (laughs) And, (laughs) and, um, I will never forget someone DM'd me very early on and they were upset and they were like, you're glamorizing this. You are making this, Mm. um, you know, look so easy and it's not. And you know, it really shook me and I'm like, you're right. I am making this look too easy Mm. because yes, there's moments when I am that woman standing in front of that pink wall with, you know, my bandages out and my scars out. And I'm like, fuck yeah, world, I am here. But then there's other days where I am literally sitting in my shower, bawling my eyes out and I feel like I am an inch tall and you have to show both. And, you know, it's so funny. Anytime I post a video of me crying, A, I hate it, but I think it's important but B, I always get a nasty comment, mm. at least one, and I lose probably like a hundred followers because people don't want to, you know, see that. But the people who do need to see that are my tribe yeah. and that's my community. Yeah. And I'm not here to please everybody. Hell yeah. And we're never going to please everybody. And so if you don't want to see me crying, no worries. Keep swiping, unfollow, like do what you got to do to make yourself feel good. But this is my truth. And like, I'm crying today and I'm not doing this for the attention of, oh, poor me or Mm -hmm. send me all these nice comments. Like, that's great. Mm -hmm. But I'm doing it to show you that I am a human being too. And that I have emotions and this isn't easy. And I'm sorry, but you're going to cry. Like when you're going through this, it's not going to be rainbows and butterflies. You're going to struggle. And that's kind of the beauty of the journey, I think, is that like healing is not linear. And we're Mm going to have highs and lows and ups and downs. And that's just our reality. Yeah. 
I completely, completely agree. And I think you're right as women. I mean, I grew up in a, such a perfectionist and such an overachiever. I feel like we're fucking the same person. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but Girl, like, so did I, yeah. like we were not allowed to be sad in my family. I had to have mm. straight A's like very, I, I totally relate. Yeah. yeah. And like, perfectionist. yeah. And it was just like easy to put up those walls and, and create this facade of being like having it all together, having your shit together. And I, I think I'm a little different in the sense that like I de- developed anxiety post-college. Like I hit, I hit my quarter life crisis. Like I call it my quarter life crisis in, in 2015. Like I just lost it. And I was, I, lo- I was lost. Like I was burned out with my jobs and I was really unfulfilled in, in, in the rest of my life. And like, I was d- knee deep in my binge eating and an orthorexia, like all this crap. And so like, that was the only quarter life crisis I thought I was going to like hit in my life. And then this year it's like, well, here we go. <laughs> like we're in another one. Surprise. Right? But I think Surprise. it's so interesting. Cause I, I shared a post on my Instagram last, last week. Now that we're recording this, it'll be, it'll be last week. Um, and it was the first time I've, sh- I've shared that I'm officially getting the surgery and the first that I titled it that I'm glad I'm waited. And while I'm not saying that you should wait to find out if you know that there's history and of cancer in your family, like I'm such an advocate of now that I know I'm such an advocate of, of understanding and getting that knowledge for yourself so you can make a decision for yourself. But I was 21, 20 when, when my dad, my dad also found out that he was BRCA1 positive because his, his mom passed away of breast cancer. And, and I, I was terrified. Like he and my mom very much said like, this is your choice, but we really recommend you get tested. And I said, nope, like I'm good. I'm not going to find out. And they didn't push me on it um, because they wanted me to make the decision. But it was one of those things that has loomed over my head. And it's so funny. I was cleaning out some stuff in my back because I was doing a spring decluttering, you know, and I found some of my old college journals and I wrote an entire journal poem, weird, crazy thing. I don't know. I was super into poetry when I was in college. Um, and it was all about being so terrified of the cancer gene is what I called it. I didn't even know what the name was. Um, but it's been this cloud over my head and I went into this year feeling like I need to, I need to do something different. And so that's, that's why I found out. But honestly, like, I don't feel like if I had found out a few years ago, I don't know if I would have had the strength and the grace that I have had for myself in the process, um, the past few months, because I was a mess. Like I was a mess <laughs> and I really feel like it would have broken me. And while this is very hard to navigate right now, I'm grateful that I've been through the anxiety and that I've, I've, you know, gotten in the best shape of my life in a healthy way. And that like wellness and everything has been such a huge, huge part of my life the last few years. Like I'm going into this scared as hell and know that it's going to totally rock my world, but also know that I'm going to come on the other side and have tools to be able to navigate it in a way that's giving myself grace. Right. And whereas before I just think it would have been a very overwhelming and like detrimental to my heart and health experience. So I just think it's so awesome that you're sharing those tools already with women, because I think yeah, like we're all in different places in our life and it's so challenging to know, you don't know what you're going to feel like on the other side. And I have so much body confidence now, which was not the case two years ago, but I don't know what I'm going to feel like when I wake up and I have no feeling in my breasts and I have like scars and, and I'm going through the surgery and have drains coming out of my body. Like, I don't know how I am going to feel. Um, and I think that's the scariest thing. So for anyone who's going through either this or thinking about this or, or navigating like a big scary change and, and feeling like, how do I come out the other side? What are some of the tools that you have been sharing? I know you mentioned a few of them. What were some of those things that you share with, with the fellow breasties? (laughs) I think the coolest thing ever is um, I get a lot of women reaching out to me asking about getting tested and asking about, you know, knowing their risk. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that they haven't been tested and are already trying to like immerse into a community, I think a is an amazing step. If you are looking to get pregnant, if you're struggling with miscarriages, if you have an eating disorder, if you have the BRCA gene or family risk of cancer, there's a community out there. Mm -hmm. You just have to look for it. So I think, you know, or you can create one like I did, yeah. you know, um, or like you did, you know, so I think 
look for the community first. If something's on your mind and you're feeling some type of way, find a community of women who get it because that will change the game for you. So having a community. So then a lot of these women who get tested either a are like, they reach back out. They're like, womp womp. Like I tested positive. And I'm like, girl, don't worry. I I'm here for you. I got like, you got this. Mm -hmm. Give me a list of credentials and I'll hook you up with a breast tea. So if you're like, I love to work out, like I'm single, I'm, you know, in my twenties, I'm like, girl, I got you. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, playing matchmaker and finding these girls, that's an amazing tool. But I also get a lot of women who write back and they're like, Hey, like, didn't want to like hurt your feelings, but I actually tested and I got, I'm negative. And I'm like, yes, like good for you. I'm mm -hmm. so happy for you, but you're not like totally in the clear. You still have this risk of cancer and they know that. And so they're still a part of the community. Um, I've had so many girls reach out being like, can I still be a breasty even though like I'm not Braca? I'm like, yes, like that, this community is all inclusive for mm -hmm. anyone who wants to be here. Um, and so I think, you know, I guess the long winded answer is community find a community, um, reach out to people. Do not be afraid of putting yourself out there, being vulnerable and saying, Hey, I'm going through this. I could use a friend. Yeah. And a lot of times, like, honestly, I might not have time to like personally be that person for you to like sit there and go through everything. I'm just being honest. Yeah. Um, but I will make sure I find someone who can be there for you and who loves you and who needs you. And honestly, I'm sure there's girls who see my Instagram and are like, yeah, Paige really isn't my breasty. Like, you know, I'm looking for someone a little bit X, Y, and Z yeah. because I'm not for everybody. Yeah. I'm not, and I don't want to be. No. Like, I love everybody. And like, if you like me, great, let's be friends. But like, I have a very specific personality and you either love it or you hate it. So if you hate it, no worries. I'm still happy to like be your friend and connect you with someone else who like you're going to love. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's the power of community, right? It's finding your people within that space and your tribe. So, okay. In terms of the breasties itself um, and officially becoming a nonprofit, which is so huge. I'm so proud of you guys. Ooh. So can you just share for everyone listening what exactly it is that you guys do and your kind of your big overall mission and, and all that jazz? So I feel like it, <laughs> I feel like it changes every single day, but <laughs> overall the breasties, well, the name, the breasties comes from breast friend because you meet someone and it's like, for us, for example, we've never seen each other face to face and you're instantly just breast friends and mm -hmm. there's no way around it. And for a while we were like, Oh, like, what should we name the nonprofit? Like breasties seems so like light and kind of immature. Right. And we like kept sitting on it and sitting on it, like, really, we're going to name an organization breasty. And we're like, <laughs> Fuck yes, we are. It's 2018. It's the year of the woman. I hope it's actually like the century of the women. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's the time. And like, it, there's just no other word or way to describe what it is that we do. And it's, we're your best friend. Like, that's mm -hmm. what we're here for. So that's where Breasty comes from. Um, and what we do as of right now is we put on free events for women all over the world. So we do workout classes and meditations and cooking classes and you might laugh because I might sound like a grandma, but I love an old school potluck. So like have Hell girls yeah. over, bring <laughs> over whatever you want to cook and just hang out. Like it's really just a way to find your people and find mm -hmm. your tribe. Um, and we also do wellness retreats. So we take about 20 women at a time away for a weekend filled with wellness and love and support completely free. Um, and it's really fun. So we took a group of women to the Poconos. We took them skiing and snowboarding. It was so amazing to take these women to the top of this mountain, like show you, you can climb and get to the top. Mm -hmm. And then obviously you look out over and you're like, I did this. Hell yeah. And then what's the best way to get down a mountain? Obviously tubing, skiing, snowboarding. Yeah. So we took you down and we're like, yes, you can still have fun. And your body is capable of so much more than just getting sick. Um, which is what one of our co-founders says. And I love that saying, so I'm mm -hmm. feeling it. Um, but then, you know, long-term, we have such high goals and we want to help make genetic testing accessible for every single person because it's hard to get genetic testing if no one else in your family has done it. Mm -hmm. so we want to make that accessible. Um, there is a huge percentage of women in the U.S. who are not offered reconstruction. So you go through breast cancer and you're flat and you are like, that is it. And if you want to be flat, fine, go for it. Like you go girl. When I had just gotten my surgery and I had my expanders in and I was essentially flat. I felt very sexy. So I respect that. I get that. It's your choice. You don't have to get implants, Yeah. but everyone deserves the option to get implants. Mm -hmm. And that's not the case because insurance doesn't cover it. And, um, you know, if you don't have 
insurance and there's just so many things. And so I definitely want to work on making that um, available to every single woman in the world. If you want it, you should be able to get reconstruction. Um, and I just feel like the sky's the limit. Like I never thought I was going to get involved with politics. And now I'm like, I want to march on DC and I want to make change and I want to, you know, and so now there's so many things in regards to women and women's health. And Mm -hmm. like, I want to get involved with, and I just think, um, this is the starting point and we can only do more from here. We can only go up from here. Hell yeah. I could not agree more. Well, if any of you are listening and resonate with this mission or have experienced cancer in your life or have BRCA or think you might be BRCA positive, like connect to the breasties on Instagram. All the stuff will be in the show notes and pages. Instagram will be there too. Um, but seriously, it's been such an incredible thing for me, like just having the, even the local women here who are a part of that community have literally made such an impact in my life and become like very close friends in such a short, cause you just, no one else gets this really. No one else gets it unless you're going through it and to have somebody who's like, here, feel my boobs or check them out or, and like in a literally, literally just like, cool. Thank you for being so rad and just telling me all about everything that you've been going through because it's really overwhelming and scary. So I just applaud you so much and it's made such a huge impact in my life. And I just, I'm so about you guys and I cannot wait to continue to be involved with it. So, okay. Before we officially, thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. Of course. Before we officially finish up, I want to ask some fun questions. Cool. So if you could sit down and pick someone else's brain for a day, who would it be? Oh, I mean, you're going to make fun of me, but like, I am the biggest fan of Oprah Winfrey. So like, I would would ever make fun of you for saying Oprah. So cliche, but I truly, I'm like, I'm obsessed with her. So it's Oprah. Like I have like five of her books. Like she actually came to GMA one time. Um, and I called in sick that day. That's so funny. Because I was like, I can't meet her. I don't want to ruin it. Like uh, what if she's not perfection, which I'm sure she is, but I'm like, I don't, I I have a perfect image (laughs) in my head. That's it. That's it. Oh my God. I love that. Okay. What's the first career you dreamed of having as a kid? Oh, uh, TV producer. That from, was my a, dream. from a young age? Oh, literally from as long as I can remember, I was like, I love the news and I wanted to be a producer. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So crazy. Mine was like a fucking like dentist. So <laughs> that's way cooler. Yeah. I was what? like five and I was like, I'm a clean teeth mom. And she was like, okay, clearly that did not happen. Uh, okay. <laughs> Okay. What's thing you're super excited about right now? I am so excited about so many freaking things. Oh my God. Um, I'm really, really excited about, I'm launching some like new videos, like a video series, um, of just like pagesms. Cause I have, I just feel like I'm not that good at Instagram, like photos and like my captions are so long and I'm sure people are like, okay, like I'm not a fucking novel. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I'm starting these new videos and like, I put it off for so long and now I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to put myself out there. So I'm really excited and I hope people like them. Um, and if they don't, I mean, I like them. So that's all that you matters. know, they're going to be there. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> okay. Last one. What does it mean to you to live a fuck yes life? I think you have to do something every single day that excites you and that you love. And I think that Living a fuck yes life is learning to say no Mm -hmm. to things that don't serve you, saying yes to the things that excite you, and to stop fucking caring about what everyone thinks. Because I think we are all so consumed with Instagram and living these perfect lives and what people think of us. And it's like you post a sick photo and it gets like one like and you're like, I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. And it's like, fuck that. No. You're enough. You are worthy. If you like your photo, that's great. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that is a metaphor for your entire life. So live your, like do what makes you happy while also being a good person. <laughs> I love that. Awesome. Thank you so much for hopping on. Where can our listeners officially yes. connect with you on the web? You can find me at page, P-A-I-G-E underscore pre-viver, P-R-E-V-I-V-O-R. And that's on Instagram. 
Um, and you can also go to my website, www.pageprevivor.com. Awesome. And then all that will be in the show notes for you guys. So make sure you go Yay. give Paige some love and like her page. Haha, <laughs> like her page. <laughs> See what I did there. Um, seriously, though, you are the freaking best. I'm so, so grateful the universe connected our lives. And I hope we get to officially meet in person one day. Um, me too. Me but too. I adore you we will. Them. And it's in our DNA. Isn't that right. crazy? Like our friendship is in our DNA. It's so real. Oh, it's so crazy. I adore you to the moon. Crazy. Thank you so much for coming on. You are the best. Thanks for having me. And there you have it. Thank you, Paige, so much for coming on the pod. And for all of today's show notes and everything we talked about on the episode, make sure you check it out at www.amandacatherineloy. That's Catherine with a K, like a kite, uh, .com forward slash podcast forward slash 19. And until next week, I will be seeing you on the gram. Um, if you want to follow along my adventures this weekend, I will be going to my 10-year high school reunion, you guys. Oh, my God. Um, um, and also um, heading up to my favorite place on the planet, which is my cottage with some of my best girlfriends um, to do a little mini bon voyage to the boobs um, party um, with them and just um, to connect for some soul time. So check me out on Insta stories and um, and say hello and let me know how you like today's episode. Um, reach out in our community on Facebook. Um, our Live Your Fuck Yes Life pod squad. You can just look it up on Facebook or check the show notes. Um, and and shout out the pod on Instagram if you like today's episode and tag page and Live Your Fuck Yes Life in that so we can see um, your takeaways and all that jazz. And until next week, I will see you on the flip side. Bye-bye. Bye.